what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. We're doing this at the beginning now? Uh, I I wasn't thinking. I, I went back to my other podcast, which that's how we always in, intro it. I mean, I can talk about a Batman movie if you want to. <laughs> it probably would be more entertaining than talking about anything currently going on. Um, Have you got... Okay. Uh, hang on, just... hang on real quick. Okay. Um, Hey, everyone. Th- this is the actual intro to Behind the Gorilla. I'm leaving all that in, though, because why the heck not? Um, yeah, that that's all I got. Uh, go go right, on with cool. whatever you're saying. Oh, gosh. I was just going to say, they're doing a movie where Batman fights the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I know. I'm looking. F- I saw that, and the first thing I thought, this is how broken my brain is, is, oh, that's going to be perfect for Mark's podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fun. We'll definitely get to that. Um, we're almost done with with my uh, Batman podcast, the Uncaped Crusaders review, where we've watched every single Batman movie. I'm all, we've almost gone through all of them. We have, I think, uh, three more, and then four more, I believe, with this new Ninja Turtles one, and then 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 the animated Hush comes out in uh, later this month or next month. So that'll be another one. But yeah, we're almost we're almost actually through all the movies. So it's kind of kind of interesting. I've thought about that before because we joke on this show and sometimes off the air that like sooner or later we're going to run out of stuff to talk about. Yeah. But there is there is at least, you know, 30, 40 years worth of wrestling <laughs> archives. You guys have a fair like there is an actual finite amount of Batman movies. Yeah, but I mean, I've already thought about that. And it's like, look, we have ton of stuff. I mean, we'll probably go into just talking about other superhero movies at one point. I mean, there's the whole Batman animated series we could talk about. There's the Batman TV oh, show sure. with Adam West. We, I mean, there's, you know, there, there's other stuff oh, heck yes. to, to, to talk about. But uh, but yeah, no, but you're not wrong. We are almost out of out of Batman movies. But anyway, um, but this is not a Batman podcast. Sadly, this is a uh, wrestling podcast talking about stuff where we're, we go through it and we're like, man, I wish this was a Batman movie because <laughs> that would probably be more entertaining. Um, basically, we this is a wrestling podcast on the equivalent of like Batman versus Superman and, and, and Justice League. That, that That's what our podcast talks about as far as wrestling goes. Well, for the most part. You mean just like the stupid disasters? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That are bad and no one likes. All right, cool. Well, sometimes <laughs> you get a you get an Adam West Batman episode where you're like, "This is insane," and I love it. Right. But that's pretty rare. <laughs> it does happen though. Um, but uh, anyway, this is going to be. Uh, I hate to break the illusion, but this will be our last current episode for a couple of weeks. We've uh, gone ahead and recorded a couple of. Uh, a couple of episodes because I will be out of town the next two weekends um, on the road doing baseball games. But we will have episodes coming out, but we just won't be talking about current events stuff because we've already recorded Which is them. probably 
Which is probably fine because every week we're just like, the product's kind of bad now, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can just go on just, for like 15 minutes just rambling yeah, about nothing. We just ramble yeah. about nonsense. It's true. <laughs> so, well, well, because this is the only time we really talk. And so we usually just spend the first 10 minutes of the show doing that. Well, it's kind of, it's our, you know, general impression of what's happening in wrestling. Like, I know one or two things that are going on in WWE. Because I keep an eye on Raw and like right. Bailey's the women's champion on SmackDown, so I'm invested in that. But everything Frank. else, I'm just like, eh. yeah. Like, sadly, you know. I I have not. I haven't watched New Japan at all. I know it's great. I just there's there's too many other things. I I can't I can't commit to that right now. Although last year I did during this time. Like I watched Dominion live last last summer. Jeez. It was up till six in the morning watching that live. That's not going to happen this year. I just, it's just not. I'm sorry. Um, I know it's going to be great. I know it's going to be great, but it's just, you know. And so they just had a big show, what, last week or whenever yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was and the best of the Super Juniors yeah, final yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know, I know there was this apparently match of the year candidate with Will Ospreay. Um, and then obviously John Moxley had his first match with New Japan and won the U.S. title from, uh, uh, was it Juice Robinson? Yeah, Juice. And uh, so, you know, I I know there's good stuff going on, and I know that's what we should be watching uh, as far as wrestling goes, but uh, just not. It's on late. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's on late. And I mean, Dominion, I, you know, is, Dominion is, well, this is not going to be relevant for y'all, but it's Sunday, right? As we record this, it's Saturday, so if it's Sunday night into Monday morning. I yeah, can't, I, is it? Can't stay up watching. Yeah, that. something like that. Whenever it is. Yeah, I, I know am, it's just tough. But I did do it last Mark, year, I, and it was it was worth it for sure. Dominion last year was probably the best overall wrestling show I might have ever seen. But uh, Mark, I, I want you to hold me to this because I've said this every year for a year or two now, and I've never done it. But I want to try to follow the G One this year. I think yeah, it starts you, in July. You won't. So, I well, you know, I'm at least I'm going to set out to try. I'm going to start. I'm going to subscribe for a month or two and try to follow it all. At least keep track of what's going on, that's, even if I can't watch every match. That's what I thought. But there's like a two and a half yeah. or three hour show like every day. Well, listen, I have. It's I daunting. Three, I own three T-shirts with the New Japan logo on it at this point because it's a really cool logo, <laughs> and is. I have to try and justify that, Mark. I have to watch it at some point. Sure. No, of course. No, I, I understand. But, I mean, for all the things to like be like, I'm committed to this, you literally – that's probably like the most daunting one out of everything. So. Well, I think it's the least – maybe not the least approachable, but something like the G1 is the most New Japan, New Japan thing. True. You know? It's the most, like, we've talked about this, but it's nice to see them take the sports side of sports entertainment a little bit more seriously. And I feel like this is the furthest extreme of that. And I always say I like when they take the sports stuff more seriously, so I feel like I need to check right. this out and see how much of it I can stand, you know? Sure, sure. Uh, at this point, I'm just waiting for AEW to start every week so that I can watch a show on TNT. It could suck, but just watching wrestling on TNT, I'm very excited um, for that. But anyway, yeah, so uh, that, that, that's that gone on. Um, we talked about NXT last week because that was that was really good. Um, and uh, there, there was something that happened yesterday afternoon. Um, 
that I purposefully refused to watch because well, um, I had no interest in it whatsoever. You talk about how, you know, this is not a Batman podcast. No. But I did get Bane vibes when I watched Goldberg just drop Undertaker right on his head. It looked like he was trying to kill him. <laughs> okay. That's the only match I watched. Because, I, dude, because I didn't even watch it. I oh, I did. Bring myself to do it. I just saw the video on Twitter. You know, like the actual head drop, and I was like, Ugh, I, I didn't watch that. I watched the match, not knowing anything about it um, afterwards, just because I was gonna watch that match. Because I don't care. I'm gonna watch anytime Goldberg's in the ring, and I'm going to enjoy it very much. His entrance and everything. Did you? No. Um, oh, uh, his entrance. Yeah. One thing uh, I don't think he stood in the in the. The uh, the pyro, and I don't know if that's because they started it too early or if he was like, you know what, I've stood in that fire so many times, <laughs> and he's already talked about how much it, it hurts, and because he's literally getting just hit in sparks, like it's not, there's no sports entertainment there, he is, yeah, and so I wonder yeah. if he was just like, eh, forget it, I'll come in after, so they kind of tried to hide it with the camera movements, and I was like, he he just walked, he didn't even stand there, for, whatever. But he just uh, runs around it real quick. I was like, "That's fine. That's fine." It seemed like a thing that right. was his Can you decision. Blame him? At least You're they not d- even mad. You're just like, "Look, I get it. I get it. I get it." Uh, yeah. The um. Now I don't know all the details with everything that happened, but it was it was uh. I mean, it was up there with one of the worst matches I've ever seen. Um, it was it was horrible from from start to finish. Undertaker looked dead. No, and not in a good way. the The entire match, he just looked mm-hmm. off. And uh, Goldberg, Goldberg apparently like, no, like got knocked out like twice. I don't know exactly when all of these things happened. Um, Goldberg was pretty much busted open when he walked out from, I guess, headbutting mm-hmm. a locker before he came out. Um, right. So I don't know if maybe if it, if something happened already like that early. But there was definitely a moment in the match where it, at the beginning they were kind of going back and forth and it was like, okay, this is definitely going to be bad, but maybe they'll just hit the big moves and we can get out of here and it's fine. Um, right, you would think they would do that. Well, I think they tried. They I think they tried. And uh, yeah. Goldberg just hit a couple spears. He went for a pin, which I've never seen him do in my entire life after a spear. So, of course, he didn't get the pin. Um, <laughs> like, what are you wild, doing? Though. That's not the way it works. But anyway, um, <clears throat> and I don't, at one point he went into the turnbuckle and just busted. It was just wide open, busted open. And, uh, so that was interesting. I don't know if something happened there again. I'm not quite sure when this initially happened, but there was definitely a moment in the match where it just started to really go downhill. Um, yeah. Uh, but again, like I said, I was, I was more n- concerned about Undertaker because from start to finish he just looked off and it looked kind of scary. Um, but there was a moment Undertaker picked Goldberg up and literally tombstoned him on top of his head, and it looked it looked horrible. Like it looked terrifying. Like I remember him holding him up and I was like, he's too low. Like I was like, he's yeah. too low before he even hit it. I was like. He's too low, and then he'd crunch, and I was like, oh, my gosh. He just Luckily, landed Goldberg on top has, of his head. Goldberg has one of the thickest necks in wrestling, I feel like. <laughs> True. 
And uh, but yeah, like you would think. I mean, the reason they do like the only pile driver they let them do is the tombstone, is because presumably it's very easy to tell when right. someone's head is too low right. and like abandoned ship. But I guess Undertaker was just like, nah, let's just get this over with. I guess, but it because again, Undertaker fun. looked rough the whole time, and it looked it's like he could not. Uh, again, I heard people, some people mention Goldberg like let go during the move too soon or something, which maybe that could happen. But from the start, I was like, this does not look good. Undertaker does not look like he has good control of the, of this situation. And um, and so at some point, Goldberg got knocked out. I don't know if it was before that. I don't know if it was there. But then Goldberg eventually tried to jackhammer Undertaker. That didn't go well. He basically brain-busted him. Um, yeah, that's the one I saw. Yeah, and that, that, was, that was bad. Um, but again, at this point, I'm pretty sure Goldberg was concussed, and so I couldn't believe he even tried that, um, especially just because Undertaker's enormous. Yeah, he's a big guy. And uh, so that was bad. And then at one point, they tried a finish where it looked like it was supposed to be like reversed. Or Goldberg, I think, tried to pick Undertaker up for a tombstone, and I think they were supposed to reverse it into Undertaker holding Goldberg in a tombstone, and they just both fell to the ground. And it was like... Yeah, this is not good. And Undertaker very wisely was like, "Forget the tombstone. I'll just try and choke slam you," and that was horrible. And then that was the end of the match. And it was like, "Okay, good," because this was man, this was it was, it was so bad. Um, and uh, yeah, Goldberg apologized on Twitter for the match afterwards. Yeah, Goldberg seems like a really great guy. I didn't know a lot about him before his second WWE run, but everything I've gotten from him since then has been like. He knows what he does well and what he doesn't do well, and he'll yeah. own it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was cool to see that. Yeah, so that was, you know, I mean, but but ultimately it was just like this should have never taken place, and hopefully yep. it never does again because it was, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> you know what I just realized? This is, like, of all the things, you know, you, you like to, like, people would always fantasy book something like, oh, Shawn Michaels comes back, or... Undertaker has one more match or Undertaker Goldberg like they're giving you what on paper wrestling fans have always wanted except it's too little too late and it's terrible and bad and just makes you feel bad yep if CM Punk ever comes back it's going to be for a Saudi Arabia show (laughs) (laughs) it'll be in 10 years and he'll be too old and out of shape to do anything but he'll make 50 million dollars for one show and it's going to be terrible that's what's going to happen i was literally thinking about this the other day and i was like (laughs) man i really hope cm punk doesn't come back at this point because i was like it's just it just wouldn't it just wouldn't be good um but anyway all right so we've been rambling on as always for 20 Mm -hmm. minutes to start the show talking about stuff Mm -hmm. that nobody wants to listen to uh so we're done with that. <laughs> and now we're going to get into something that I'm sure you all want to listen to, right? Oh, we're all right. So uh, I have the topic this week. I, I was up till 430 in the morning last night finishing it. So you guys better enjoy this um, or or else or else nothing. But um, yeah. OK, so. I don't know if you guys remember, but remember, uh, didn't we talk about last week, Harris, that, uh, didn't, uh, I don't remember if I mentioned this on the air or not, but I'm pretty sure I mentioned that we, 
pretty much the show has turned into what's a horrible thing that's happened in wrestling, and then that's what we talk about. And because you know, most of the weirdest things end up being not great for the most part. Also, we yeah. kind of try and do maybe stuff that's not quite as super known about, and that usually ends up being, you know, bad stuff for for right. you know well, for the most part. And we've been doing this so long that a lot of the stuff that would initially come to mind when you think about the wild, wacky, crazy side of professional wrestling, we have already covered. So right. we've been digging deeper, like the last few, the last few seasons, really. You know? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, because we're on season six, episode two of yeah. season six. It's our first season in two seasons. We've gotten more than one episode, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's devolved quickly. Um, so anyway, but but. So when I was going through my list and trying to add some stuff the other week, I was like, you know what? I, I want to try and think of stuff that was actually good and uh, and add that to, to the list. Because there's good stuff that's been crazy and, and wild as well. Yeah. And uh, so that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to do a positive story. That was a whole lot of fun. And it was right in the heart of when I was really watching WWE product all the time. And was really, really super into wrestling. And uh, so so that's what we're going to do. What we're going to talk about, we're going to go back to the year 2011. And we're going to talk about a wrestler named Matthew Brett Cardona. Or Dona, I'm not actually sure. But uh, do, you, do you know who this is, Harris? The name rings a bell, but I couldn't tell you who he is exactly. All right. Well, actually, the guy is named Matt Cardona. the The wrestler, okay, then no, is named Zach Ryder. <laughs> yes, dude. Or if you're in the uh, WWE graphics yes. department, Zach Ryder. So uh, that that's who we're gonna talk about because this guy has had a a, a wild career to say the least. But none of it yeah, was better yes. than the year 2011, and this is why. I was up till 4.30 in the morning because I literally did an entire year. So, uh, wow. yeah, this this might be a little a little long. Just, just uh, heads up there. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Um, so, Ryder first came on the scene in WWE all the way back in 2007, which just think about that for a minute. 2007. Yeah, like, that, that's a long time ago. That's like, what, four, tw- uh, 12, 12 years ago? At this point, yeah, so, yeah, it uh, is. and he was he was with a tag team with Kurt Hawkins, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. they were put on the main roster on ECW, but then after a while, they ended up helping Edge at Armageddon, and they became his stable, and that was when they were officially renamed uh, like Ryder and Hawkins, and the reason was because they kind of looked like him. They they both had long blonde yeah. hair and kind of the same build, and this continued throughout two thousand and eight with the team winning the WWE Tag Team titles at one point. And uh, in spring of 2019, or uh, 2019, that's this year, of 2009, Ryder was drafted to ECW, and the team was was split up. And on his own, Ryder completely changed his look. He, he cut his hair short and spiked it. He got real tan, wore headbands mm-hmm. and sunglasses inside, and had, a, had horrible half-tights, like... One side was tights, one side was trunks. It was terrible. And uh, 
he became like a Jer- Jersey Shore character. He's from Long Island, so he kind of became that type of parody bro character. And he was a heel. Sort of. Yeah. Bro is a good word. It is. He brought that up a lot. It is. Um, So needless to say, though, he he didn't really do much. Uh, His his first singles win was over a jobber, and that would kind of continue on and off for a while. He did get an ECW title shot um, in September of 2008, but lost to Christian. Um, He then joined with Rosa Mendez. At this point, and and he had a feud with Tommy Dreamer and ended up actually Mm -hmm. forcing him to leave the company by beating him. Uh, Of course, yeah, I I mean, anyone would probably quit after being beat by Zack Ryder, but um, (laughs) ouch, especially at this point. Uh, But after ECW closed in 2010, uh, him and Rosa moved to Raw, but they did nothing. Uh, They would just appear occasionally and and on Superstars, which was a one hour. It's basically main event. Like that—that's what Superstars was back in the day. It would, it, but it was aired on WGN, like for an hour, uh, it was like pre-taped before Raw. But he—he uh, he did get a WWE title match though against Sheamus in in August, but that lasted eleven seconds. Um, oh no! But but he did, you know, and he would continue to just be barely used into the year two thousand and eleven. So at this point, he was unhappy. He was not on TV, was not doing anything, and so he came up with an idea to start his own YouTube show called Z, True Long Island Story, and this was in February of 2011, and the first episode is wild, it's, uh, and by wild, I mean not wild at all, it, it's just him talking about finally getting a basic t-shirt, it's not even like an authentic shirt, it's just a black shirt, kind of, with his picture on it that says Zack Ryder and yep. uh but but he has a shirt on WWE shop uh he beats the rock in the ring with a- action figures um he uh fist pumps to Justin Bieber and uh that that's about it it's about three and a half minutes long and you know that, that was all it was but it was the start of uh something that would eventually get pretty pretty big so by April, this is now a couple of months, uh, it had started to kind of catch some steam. And during the WrestleMania 27 uh, press tour, people were kind of starting to ask superstars like Triple H, The Miz, and John Cena about him. And he would take these clips and put them on his show. Um, not surprisingly, like Miz and Cena were pumped to talk about Ryder and, and enjoyed <laughs> it and everything. And Triple H was not. <laughs> Triple H was like, who? Kinda. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny to watch, and um, but uh, anyway, of course, again though, the year 2011 was huge for me because I had just gone to my first ever wrestling show in 2010, going to Royal Rumble, and then yeah. my second one was WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta. Right. And I went to a bunch of shows this year. I went to my first Raw, which I will talk about later. I went to. Hell in a Cell that year. Like, I went to a lot of shows. So, 2011 was a big year. But, anyway. So, I'm, like, right in the thick of all of this going on at the time. Uh, but he he started to add more and more elements to the show, um, including, like, short black and white segments about, like, the failure of WWE with this character. 
Like, hmm. like he'll he has a guy wearing like a WWE shirt, and it's all in black, white, and it'll it'll be like a voiceover of like this is the WWE, and then it shows like a, a action figure of Zack Ryder like on on a boat, and then he's like this is Zack Ryder on a boat, and then it shows like WWE with like a shovel. Like hit like hitting <laughs> hitting down like right next to him, and it's like this is yeah. WWE missing the boat with Zack Ryder, <laughs> and he would start doing these every week, and they're hilarious. So basically, being the elite is total BS, and they just basically just stole everything from Zack Ryder. That Ryder that, was so. This was so pioneering in so many ways. Yes, the company wasn't doing. Nobody was really doing anything like this at the time. Like there no. wasn't this YouTube culture. There wasn't a ton of social media. Michael YouTube, Cole certainly wasn't plugging what, what was trending every you know sixteen minutes. Like YouTube at this, this was, point was still like it wasn't really monetized. Like it wasn't like sleek and produced and like basically TV like it is now. It was still just people posting stuff randomly and then and then and then videos would go videos would go viral and they were just grainy whatever clips of people recording funny stuff or maybe maybe people would you know be recording some parody video or something like that's what youtube was at this point and that's really all it was it wasn't much of a platform to use to any real extent it was still just like a fun thing for people to just post their own stuff and yeah, no, it's great. That that's straight up the vibes I was getting from rewatching a ton of these because they're all still on YouTube under his uh, YouTube channel, and yeah. and they're all usually three to six minutes long. And ever and watching all these, I'm just like, being the elite is just a continuation of of this with more people yeah. and more production value. Yeah, <laughs> that's really all it is. They're very entertaining. I would highly recommend watching, watch, going back and watching some of them. Um. Anyway, there's another thread going on though, and it's with John Cena. Now Zach was trying to get Cena on the show, like for weeks. He was constantly trying to get him on, but and uh, you know because Cena was a, was a fan of the show and had mentioned him, and he uh, and and Cena also said he like what uh during an interview that he would be on the show but it kept not happening <laughs> for whatever reason but on episode nine he was on it for two seconds as he walked through the frame and like said hey to zach Ryder," and then zach Ryder freaked out i was like john cena's on my show john cena's on my show <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and it's it's so entertaining um uh, but the show would continue to get more and more popular i mean it was getting getting over a hundred thousand views and at, at the time again YouTube was different. It wasn't like it is now. At the time, right. hundred thousand was like that was the benchmark at the time for uh, yeah, for video. That's as good as it gets, pretty much. And uh, so now we're moving a couple months forward. On May 9th, Ryder finally appeared on Raw for the first time in a while and got a ten second backstage segment with WWE Champ John Cena as he taught Cena how to fist pump, and uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny crowd popped huge for it and uh this continued as the following week cena passed him and gave him a fist bump and, and Ryder gave him one of his shirts again big pop from the crowd and uh also during this time he's wrestling on superstars but 
I mean, nobody nobody watches that except for those who didn't have cable to watch Raw and were hoping to see Kelly Kelly wrestle. Those are the only people watching uh, was, Superstars. Was, was that you? No. Okay. <laughs> and by no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, even though... But he, he hasn't really been utilized, even though he's he's getting over at this point. He's getting over pretty big, at least with the, the early stages of the big wrestling, uh, basically the IWC, the, right. the early days. Um, so on the May, well, I mean, technically it's been around since the dirt sheets in the 90s, but what? Yeah, shut up. This is, the, uh, this is the modern IWC, though. Right, I, I know right. what you mean. There is a distinction. At there. this point, WWE is also massively invested in Twitter. I mean, this is right when they just got huge into Twitter. It is being shoved down your throat. I mean, think of Roman Reigns on steroids. Like, it is just being shoved down every time. It is just trends, hashtag, follow, every time by this bro- by the broadcast team. It, I mean, it is, it's ridiculous, to be honest. I can't uh, imagine WWE over-pushing something. I know, I know, That doesn't right? seem like them. Uh, but anyway... On May 30th, R-Truth is battling John Cena in the main event because at this point, R-Truth was getting his big main event push um, for Ooh. the title. And uh, and every time Truth go- goes out of the ring <laughs> during this match, he goes like out of the ring, you know, like running away from Cena towards the crowd because R-Truth's a heel at this point. Um, right. <laughs> the one guy keeps screaming, Zack Ryder's got a t-shirt! Every time <laughs> R-Truth goes out, and you can see him and hear him clearly, and he just keeps yelling that. And it's so funny. Oh, man. It made me laugh. But, uh, anyway, we've already talked about R-Truth during a lot of this on, uh, my, on our uh, Little Jimmy episode from several months ago. But, anyway... There's a lot of stuff that happens in the year 2011. The next week, Zack Ryder has a match. He has a match on Raw. He's taking on U.S. champion Kofi Kingston. Uh, he loses, but but we're making progress. We're making progress. <laughs> he's on two. Woo, he's got a match. And literally, like, on his show, that's where he'll, like, start it with. He's like, I was on Raw! Like, And he'll, like, make a <laughs> right. big deal about it. <laughs> Also, like, think about it. Think about stuff going on during this year. Like, this is CM Punk's year. So yeah. all that's going on now, especially through this summer. I mean, the pipe bomb happens in June. Like, a lot of stuff's going on this year. So it's a lot of fun watching stuff from this year, just following these threads, because I'm, I'm seeing all this other stuff that happened. And it's like, oh, yeah, a lot of good stuff happened this year. Uh, Kelly Kelly became champion. A lot of a lot of very big stuff in the world of wrestling <laughs> happened during this year. But anyway, uh, also so during this whole time, Zack Ryder was a heel. Like that's what we forget. Zack Ryder was a heel in the ring, and then he was doing his show. But in the ring, he's still a heel and wrestling like a heel. Uh, but that'll change as the next week. So this is in uh, I guess the first week of June probably. He officially turns face in his hometown of Long Island. Now, he was in a match on Superstars where the face turn happened, and he came out to a deafening reaction uh, from the crowd. 
And and of course, these are filmed before Raw. Right. And so then when Ryder didn't show up on Raw, the crowd just let him have it on multiple occasions. They were chanting, we want Ryder and, and different stuff throughout the whole show. Uh, but anyway, so he kept making slow and steady progress with the show gaining more and more popularity. And, and it finally started to translate with the WWE office. In July, he finally got an, like an official authentic t-shirt, which I 100% own. And uh, Which one is it? Which one it's, was his it's first one? It's the one with like the big like broski face or but it's not even okay, like a face yeah. it's just like the hair with the headband and glasses yeah i know what you're talking about yeah it's it's awesome and on the back it says take care spike your hair with his like little what what's the name of those like pictures where you take you like scan them and it'll send you to websites i forgot the yeah, name the of yeah the qr code yeah that the, it has a qr yeah, code on it which that. doesn't work anymore but it did at the time um, where did it take you to his youtube page i think it took you to his either that or his twitter page i don't remember um, QR codes were a big thing for like 20 minutes. Yeah, that didn't really last. Um, but anyway, and then, but that shirt was only out for a few months, and then they changed it because you know Vince McMahon and in his infinite wisdom of not allow, not wanting any other company to be acknowledged, the fact that TNA was on Spike TV made him change <laughs> the shirt, and I forgot what it what the other one then was said. I don't remember what was on the other one, but they changed the back of the shirt to say something Incredible. else. And, and that was the reason I heard why. But I have the one that says, take care, spike your hair. But anyway, um, so he's finally getting some more exposure now. And, and, and you know, WWE, because again, say what you will about WWE, they, they want to make money. And as much as they maybe don't want to push people, they will if they think they can make money off of it. So on the July 25th episode of Raw, um, it was uh, it was interesting because he he became the mystery opponent to another thing we've done episode on heel Michael Cole, uh, <laughs> hooray! Who came to the Purple ring? Circle. Who came? Right, I know. Who came to the ring dressed as Triple H? Uh, I don't remember the backstory behind it. Something where Triple H was like, "You're gonna wrestle tonight." And he's like, I didn't have, I don't have any ring gear, so I can't wrestle. And he's like, Oh, I, I got you some, and some, something like that happened. And so he came Great. out to Triple H's entrance, which was, I don't know if it was funny, or, or not, but it was A something. It, it was something like to watch. Like I will yeah. say that it, it was something to watch. Uh, but anyway. But this is the way, so on, on the the next couple of days, on, on his next episode of his YouTube show, this is the way he described this happening on Raw. <laughs> he described it with, so I had a match on Raw with an entrance, and I won! Because <laughs> he is not an entrance at this point. He's just been the one who's come out during the commercial break. And right, so, he's just standing in the <laughs> ring when you get back. Right. So, uh, um, anyway, and he does. He beats Michael Cole with, like, one move. He gets a Rough Rider on him and wins. And um, so it lasted, yeah, like a couple minutes. But Ryder gets TV time, and the crowd was chanting the whole time. I mean, they were, they were popping for him. And also during this time, Dolph Ziggler started having a weekly segment on Z True Long Island Story called Ask the Heel 
where he would just talk about heel stuff and random stuff, and he'd also just talk about how he doesn't like Zack Ryder. Because uh, this was kind of one of Dolph Ziggler's early pushes where he was like U.S. champion and, and a couple of smaller things. He ends up being with Vicky Guerrero, and, and that whole thing was going on during this time. But anyway, so a few days later on SmackDown, Triple H is with Teddy Long, um, the, who, of course, is the GM, and Triple H is the COO at this point. So this was kind of the beginning of any sort of authority Triple H figure. Right. But he's still a face at this point. Um, right. and, well, anyway, they're walking backstage, and then Zack Ryder... Uh, Zack Ryder shows up, and and it it is uh it, it's absolutely hilarious. So I am going to play play the clip of this if I can if I can find it because I was like I I got all these videos up and I was like okay good we're good to go and then I realized I didn't put them at the right times so now I have to do that. Okay, we'll just right we'll now. we'll uh, let you sort it out. All right, so here we go. This was this was the segment with Zack Ryder. So Triple H and Teddy Long are are walking and uh, and talking. Well, first of all, let me say congratulations and thank you for stopping by SmackDown tonight. I appreciate it. No problem. Hey, Broski. I've got another idea, and I think you're gonna like it. Jack, 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 Jack. I've had this job for ten days or so. You've come at me fifteen times a day with ideas. What could you more possibly have to say to me? Listen. It's not my fault you guys don't realize I'm the internet champion, but this is my idea. This is the one. I know it. This is the one. I gotta take this call. Listen. I got an idea. You wanna be on the show? Absolutely. Yeah. You got it. Teddy? Finally. Meet your new assistant, Zack Ryder. Yeah! <laughs> Looks like it's me and you, bro. Woo, woo, woo. Come on. Teddy Long is not happy. Uh, so that made my favorite part about that is he goes, it's "You and me, bro." Woo, 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 and the crowd goes, "You know it." <laughs> oh yeah, at this point, I forgot to mention the internet champion thing. So on like episode three, he started declaring himself the internet champion, and it was like this toy intercontinental championship belt with like internet pasted on it, and then like. YouTube and Twitter logos on the strap. And then he eventually had a real title belt made. Yeah. Uh, that was internet champion. And that, that's what he's, it's a, that's what he claims to be. And it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. It's a good looking title belt. And every time, you know, you buy the latest WWE 2K game and you go on the little create a portal and you can see all the belts people have made. That's always in like the top three. Most downloaded belt. <laughs> Somebody makes a great replica of the internet title, and it's just always there. It's awesome. It is awesome. Uh, they missed the boat on not making that a real thing. But anyway, um, so now Ryder is the assistant to the general manager, which is <laughs> which is pretty funny. Later in the show, Ryder's just annoying the crap out of Teddy Long with ideas. When they cut to a segment, he just keeps spouting off all these random ideas, and then Mark Henry comes and. And there's like a segment where a writer is saying like Mark Henry's a big time heel getting like a championship push at this point. And uh-huh. writers like writers like claiming he can find an opponent for him and he does. And it's this poor jobber who has to like, he has to like force out there and he just gets destroyed, which that's is amazing. Uh, 
Which is pretty funny. He's just making like all these terrible matches and stuff. It's pretty funny. And and because of this, he's able to go back and forth on Raw and SmackDown for a while as kind of this assistant. But we're going to skip ahead a couple of months to September 19th. Now, do you know what that date means, Harris? No, not off the top of my head. Okay, well, you will. Because this was during the stretch when the abysmal anonymous Raw general manager had finally ended this summer. Oh, boy. And so they started having guest GMs each week. Yep. Yep. So the guest GM for this show, Hugh Jackman. Yes, dude. Yes. Yes. Hugh Jackman is the uh, is the guest GM. So that's... You know, that's kind of kind of a big deal. And um Well, it, it it's one of it's one of the more memorable moments of uh it's 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 one of the more memorable moments for sure uh, of the guest GMs. Now the guest GMs were not were not good, really. Uh, really ever. We've talked about at least one or two of them. Uh, we talked about, uh, we definitely talked about Bob Euchre, or not Bob Euchre, Bob, uh, I wish Bob Try Euchre, again. Bob Euchre should have been one of those. We talked about Bob Barker, um, Correct. on the Price is Raw, and now I'm mad Bob Euchre wasn't one. Why was Bob <laughs> Euchre not, why in the world was he not one of those? That would have been great! But anyway, um, uh, did we talk about any others? I don't remember talking about it. I have at least one or two on my list. I'm not sure I've gotten to them or not. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, but this is you ask anybody, and this is probably like one of the top couple that people will, men- will mention because he was pretty good. He comes out and talks for a while. He's promoting real steel. <laughs> Great, <laughs> which is funny, but you know, but he's doing a pretty good job. The crowd's kind of they, they like him. And so, but then he's interrupted by Dolph Ziggler and Vicky Guerrero. Dolph's the U.S. champ at this point, and uh, they're just disrespecting him. And, and Dolph's not happy with Jackman coming on the show. You know, typical. You you know, you this isn't your place and all that stuff. Which I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's true. But um, you know, he uh, he mentions that Cle- they're in Cleveland, which ironically is his hometown, which is funny. But uh, he's not billed out of there, and this is before that really became a thing. But um, he mentions that Cleveland is the city of underdogs, but underdog just means loser, and <laughs> and and he he's That's a so great good, self-own. like he's so good at he's just so good on the mic, and he's very good in this. Um, but but Hugh Jackman is also good, especially for a non wrestler. And he kind of gives it right. back. Well, he's to got him. that theater background. You he know? does. Like he understands what he's doing. He does. And live entertainment and he's a ta- lot more than most of their guest stars. He's do. taking it just the right amount of not serious for it to yeah. like go over pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but 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 at the same time not like making it, you know, not treating it like a total joke. Like he he's towing a line well. Um yeah. he, and he kind of gives it back to to Dolph a few times and says that he likes an underdog and so he's going to go and find the biggest underdog that he can. And he's going to help him humiliate Dolph Ziggler and upset him. Crowd mm-hmm. immediately starts chanting, we want Ryder. Loudly. I mean, as soon as he says that. So he kind of looks around 
And I don't know if he expected this, if they, if they like told him to expect that, or if he's kind of yeah. thrown off. I think he was, he was probably expecting it. He then runs out of the ring, grabs a sign from a fan like in the front row, and brings it into the ring and holds it up, and it says, Ryder is greater than Wolverine. And the crowd goes nuts. Amazing. <laughs> Again, I don't know if this was if this was uh, like a plant. It probably was just because, you know, Hugh Jackman not being a wrestler or whatever. I would assume right, it is. Right. But regardless, if it was a plant or not, it was brilliant. And it was done really well. Uh, so later backstage, well, this happens. He's on a roll as the Divas champion. Oh, yeah. One Kelly Kelly just won this match. But uh, anyway, it's a, it's after it's after this segment. Here we go. All right, let me get this straight. Okay, you hardly ever on Raw. The Divas of the WWE want nothing to do with you, and you made up an internet championship that you gave yourself. Woo woo woo! You know it, bro. Okay, all right. You're um you're not an underdog, man. You are delusional. You are out of your mind. You're kind of pathetic. You are perfect. Yeah. You're perfect, man. Let's do it, bro. Let's yeah. do this. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Woo, woo, woo. Fantastic. <laughs> it is wonderful. And then the one of the best parts is right. Obviously, y'all can't see this, but one of the best parts is right at the end when they start going out. Hugh Jackman just looks in the camera and gives like a. Oh boy, like huh? face. Like it is, it's <laughs> wonderful. Again, he's great. So Zack Ryder is going to take on U.S. champ Dolph Ziggler with Hugh Jackman. So after the break, we cut to the ring and it's Dolph who doesn't get the entrance and is already in the ring. So that was uh-huh. hilarious. And then, of course, then O-Radio hits and here comes Zack Ryder with Hugh Jackman in a broski headband. And uh, the crowd is more into this match than anything else on the show by a long shot. They're loudly chanting for Ryder. It, it, it's actually a well-paced and exciting match for it not being very long. Uh, they do a pretty good job keeping the energy up and, and keeping the crowd in it. The crowd's hot the whole time. Jackman is a great hype man on the apron. Yeah. Like, he does a good job. Uh, Vicky's, of course, out there. And at one point, she slaps Ryder as he's, like, hanging the ropes. And then she gets tossed. Which is always a huge pop for the crowd, especially with someone it's, like Vicky Guerrero. Um, it's one of the underrated things in wrestling. I feel like when the ref gets to point at them <laughs> and look shock, you. and then the crowd Ow. builds and builds, and they give that big old wind up and go, "You're out of here." <laughs> it's beautiful. It is. Oh, it always works. Uh, it's great. It does. So the ref's getting her to leave. And while he's doing this, Jackman sneaks up on the apron where Dolph is kind of draped across the top rope. And he just punches the taste out of Dolph Ziggler. Like, it looks great. So, he spins around days. Ryder jumps in, hits the Rough Rider, gets the pin. Crowd goes ballistic. Ryder with Hugh Jackman win the match. And it is awesome. It is fantastic. It is a great segment. And at this point, Ryder is finally getting, you know, get, getting kind of his push. I mean, because this, this is a big deal being paired in yeah. with, with Hugh Jackman, you know, for, for this. So uh, it's actually funny. On the next episode of Z True Long Island Story, it starts off with Hugh Jackman cutting a promo for Ryder saying he's his new manager and everyone needs to watch out. So that was that was pretty funny. It, he's That's not. That's incredible. Unfortunately. But, but it was yeah. funny. 
so the next week, um, Triple H tells Dolph Ziggler that he has to defend his title against Zack Ryder because Zack Ryder beat, pinned him. He pinned the champions. So of course, right. that means makes sense. You you know you get to you know get a, get a title match because at this point WWE was at least trying to uh, uh, you know have something like continuity wise. I mean, they were, right. you know, they were at least kind of attempting it, not right. succeeding a lot, to be honest. This was kind of a, again, this is a weird year for WWE, to be perfectly honest. Like, it's 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 pretty much equal good and bad, which I feel like is just every year with WWE. Yeah. But I feel like this was, like, historically both good and, and bad. Because, of course, you know, you had Punk, and then you had other stuff that I don't remember what it what it was but um I mean you had our truth in the main event that god bless him I love him but yeah but again we we did an episode on it it's really funny like yeah he's really funny during all this especially although this is actually um a little bit this is right when the little Jimmy stuff was starting um during Mm -hmm. this whole thing but it it is uh it, it is it is pretty it's pretty entertaining but anyway so Again, for this match, it's going to be a U.S. title match on Raw, and Zach gets an entrance again. I'm always going to mention that because it's a big deal. Um, right. And the match takes place. Dolph has Vicky and now Jack Swagger at this point in his corner. And, uh, of course, that comes into play. Snag- uh, Swagger ends up snapping Ryder's head off the top rope, and Ziggler hits him with a zigzag and, and steals the win. So everyone, boo, you know, big, big deal. Everyone very, very mad. They then beat up Ryder until, I know, who would have thought, someone comes out to help him, because WWE never does that, and it drives me nuts, I just don't understand, why don't other faces come out to help the faces when they're getting beat up, I just don't get it, it's like basic wrestling for decades, because it makes sense, but they- You can't do it every show. Yes, you can, you 100% can, and they used to, and it made logical sense. Anyway, but it happens here, and Air Boom comes flying out to help him. That was, of course, the tag team of Kofi Kingston and Evan Bourne, who are the tag team champions at the time. And uh, so then, of course, who comes out but Mr. Tag Team himself, and he makes this a six-man tag match. Um, Well, Vicky, though, can't find a third partner, so it ends up just being a handicap match. Just three on two. (laughs) Which is funny because he's That's like a real baby face move. I know he's like you have thirty seconds or whatever. You have this commercial break to find a tag team partner, and and of course she right. she couldn't. So anyway, um, they battle for a while. It's fine, and then Vicky ends up bringing out Mason Ryan, which if you don't know that name, that's fine. He did nothing. He was he was a big <laughs> like bloated. I don't want to say steroids because I don't know. He might not have been, but but that. To give you a visual, a big bloated steroid dude from like Wales and was part of the Nexus group and clearly Vince McMahon wanted him to be something for a while and he was just terrible Mm -hmm. so he wasn't. But anyway, Uh, but he comes comes down to the ring so he's going to help them. But when he's tagged in, he actually just turns and attacks his own team and then this leads to Ryder hitting the Rough Ryder on Ziggler and gets the pin again. So now he's pinned him in back-to-back uh, weeks. He's pinned the U.S. champion. So 
He then gets another U.S. title shot at the pay-per-view Vengeance um, against Dolph Ziggler. It's about a month later. But again, Swagger interferes and Dolph wins. So now everyone's just getting mad at this point because it's like, come on. Um, now, uh, we got to talk about this. Now, John Cena has been cha- uh, like champion writer since all this started. Like He constantly plugs his Twitter like during just randomly during his promos and, and, uh, and a bunch of stuff. It's great. But on October 24th, he chooses Ryder to tag with him against Awesome Truth. R-Truth and Miz became a tag team. Right, right. And uh, and because and, they've been attacking him. Of course, this is eventually setting up to Survivor Series, which of course is the first match with The Rock back, and it's The Rock and Cena versus Awesome Truth, but we'll get to that. But he chooses mm-hmm. Ryder to tag with him against Awesome Truth. And it's going to be Ryder's first ever Raw main event. He's going to be in the main event. But as he's being interviewed by Josh Matthews before the match, he's then attacked by Awesome Truth and is out of the match. So again, WWE the ultimate freaking tease. And it's driving everyone nuts at this point. So the next week on Raw, it's Halloween 2011. And guess who the uh, guest hosts are? The Muppets. Exactly. Yes. yes. Of course. Get them all in. Of course, I know all about this because I was there. Um, it was my first ever RAW, and uh, actually beforehand, uh, me and the group I was with had threw our own uh, DiBiase posse party, and Ted DiBiase Jr. showed up to that. So that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but anyway, Ryder ends up getting another non-title win over Dolph Ziggler throughout the course of the show. That's not the show I really want to talk about because the next week is another major date for Ryder because he finally gets to be in the main event of Raw with John Cena um, in a tag match. To start the show, Cena is in the ring cutting a promo on Truth and Miz, and uh, at the end, they're about to attack him, but then woo-woo-woo hits, and here comes Ryder for the save! It's great! They clear the ring, the crowd's hyped, and uh, later in the main, when they're in the main event, and every time Cena's in in the ring, the crowd is just chanting "We want Ryder," just like the whole time. Like it's awesome. <laughs> uh, they actually give them uh, some time. Like it's actually a decently long match. The match is fine. Uh, they both end up hitting a Broski boot on both on uh, both members of Austin Truth, which is great. John Cena gives the fist pump, woo woo woo, and hits it. But and then at the end, they both do a uh, like double five knuckle shuffles, which is funny. But in but. Eventually, they lose because the Miz, the Miz pins Cena with R-Truth holding his legs down with when the ref can't see it. So, they actually steal a win and they lost. But anyway, it was still great. Well, the popularity of Ryder, it would, just, it would not go away. I, you could tell WWE is trying to like give them enough to like, okay, here and now let's let's move on. But it never worked. Right. It just kept building. <laughs> and it's very entertaining to watch this go you know, back and forth, because uh, say what you will, WWE's pretty good about building up people and teasing stuff. They're, they're say what you will, they're, they're pretty good at that. But this doesn't really feel like that. It, it ended up working out that way, but I feel like they're. It really felt like they're just trying to get this done and, and like, okay, this will pass. Let let's 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 move on. But it's not working. It's just fueling right. the fire. Uh, well, like a little bit, I don't think this is really a spoiler alert, but that is kind of the, um, the reputation of Zack Ryder is the company always resented him a little bit for getting himself over and I, because they were never, 
that interested in him, but they had to keep trotting him out because the people were going to riot if they didn't get their Zack Ryder. That's how good yeah. he was at yes. winning people over. It was. And, uh, of course, the, you know, his show is going this whole time and it's getting bigger. He's getting more like people involved and, and on the show and stuff like it, So it's, it's exactly great. like being the elite. <laughs> yes. It just keeps getting bigger and more star power, more wrestlers. Right, exactly. And uh, at this point, there was a petition, an online petition going around to give Ryder another U.S. title shot. Because remember, he keeps getting screwed out of all of them uh, by mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler. And uh, there's also just several instances of just the crowd just hijacking segments with We Want Ryder chants. Like, it is happening a lot, including Survivor Series which he wasn't on, but during the U.S. title match between Ziggler and John Morrison, they just start chanting, we want Ryder. And after the match, Ziggler wins, Ryder comes running out, hits the Rough Rider, and the crowd just goes nuts. But it didn't stop there. You can think, all right, WWE's like, all right, throw him out there, get the crowd, and then and then it's fine. No, not the case. Because a bigger one was later... Because, again, this was the first ever match that The Rock had wrestled in WWE since, like, 2003 when he left. Yeah. And uh, they have a tag match with him and Cena who are going to wrestle at WrestleMania the next year versus Awesome Truth. They win. And during the post-match segment, they're kind of both posing back and forth, like, seeing who gets a bigger crowd reaction. And during the during this, you can hear We Want Ryder chants kind of coming across and then after the show goes off the air the rock like grabbed a mic and and talked to the crowd uh-huh. and it just is like a deafening we want writer chant while the rock is talking like it's a mate it so much so that he has to stop and be like oh yeah yeah i like that guy and and says like yeah i i like zach Ryder, and he says like woo 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 and all that stuff like he has to acknowledge right. it like it is it's it's wild just thinking about what that situation was. Right. And like, maybe I'm wrong about this, but when you think of something like this happening, like the crowd really revolting, obviously you have some like more recent examples of it. Like Becky and Kofi are kind of examples of it. The one I always think of is Daniel Bryan. Cause that yeah. was the first big one that I was a part of. And before that, I usually think of punk Zack Ryder kind of predated all of that. Well, around the same yeah. time as Punk, I guess, if this is 2011. But Punk but is WWE champion at because, the time. Right. Punk had world championships before. Like, crowds were hot for him. Yeah. But he had main event history, too. Like, this is really completely unprecedented that Zack Ryder just blossoms from the undercard with, like, no meaningful TV time. Yeah, no all this is happening character. with him not on TV. Like, almost right. at all. Like, the, the rags to riches level that's taking place here in terms of the crowd just taking over the show. I feel like it's completely unprecedented. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that. No, no, nothing like this has ever happened before. Um, so now we're in, we're in November and on the November 24th episode of raw. Well, CM Punk's in the ring, cutting a promo on John Laurinaitis. Cause that's kind of his big feud is with John Laurinaitis. And, uh, they started another, we want writer chant really loudly that punk kind of helped start with, with some of the, with the way he was cutting a promo about talking about how terrible John Laurinaitis was. And he 
doesn't uh-huh. know anything and doesn't listen to fans and all that stuff. And that kind of helped spark a writer chant, which was great. Um, and punk punk enjoyed that. He, he stoked that on Ryder also battled Del Rio on that show. Who was punk's big, like rival for the championship at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. That was what a wonderful time of that year it was. Um, yeah, people forget about how great the punk stuff was in the summer of 2011 and how horrible half of his like championship run was just right. because of the people he kept being. Anyway, anyway, uh, he, uh, Ryder loses, of course. So, but we, what yeah. we really need to talk about <laughs> is one of the greatest segments. It's one of the greatest raw segments of all time. It took place on December 5th backstage and it involved John C- uh, John Laurinaitis, Ryder and John Cena. And uh, and Ryder's new broski wig on on Cena's head. Now I posted this on Twitter a few months ago. This segment because it's it's just one of the funniest things ever. I'm gonna play it here. It's like a couple minutes long, and it's much better to watch. I will say that, but I don't even care because I want to watch it right now while I'm I'm doing this, and and y'all will be able to listen to this. And it's just Perfect. it's 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 wonderful. WWE Network, it's gonna be sick. You know who I put on that House of Fame show? I mean, you gotta have the Iron Sheik, right? What about Hillbilly Jim in case there are chores? And you know what? I wonder what Papa Shango's up to lately. Zach, that reminds me. I need to talk to you about your online petition. Yeah, my petition. I have over 24,000 signatures. That's gotta grant me a United States title match against Dolph Ziggler, right? Well, actually, Dolph has filed a complaint stating that just because you have a petition sign doesn't mean that you deserve a title match. And I gotta tell you, Zach, I gotta agree with Dolph. This Here comes John Cena with the wig. They have the glasses and the wig. 24,001. Sign the petition. Thanks, and bro. I'm still following you on Twitter. Appreciate That's it. Zach Ryder. Hey, Dr. Freud, what's up? Social experiment, eh? What was it? Bet that I wouldn't wear this stuff? Will you lose? Is it John Laurinaitis? Or John Losernitis? Maybe we can go back in time when you win, but we don't have 1.21 gigawatts. Marty! Loser. Thank you. You know what? You can't knock down for you. The association you have with the and also, John Laurinaitis just flat out laughed during that. Yeah, he couldn't hold it. How can you not? Oh, that's that's brilliant! Another WWE superstar. Who's it gonna be? And that superstar happens to be Zack Ryder. <laughs> what? Are you serious, bro? What? Yeah, you can't put me in the ring with Zack. I don't understand, John. Are you saying Zach's no competition? Are you saying that you would just destroy him? Wait, is, is that what you're saying, bro? No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this match doesn't need to happen, and you know it. The match does need to happen, guys. You know why? Because the WWE Universe wants to see it. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. Zach, Boo. If you win this match tonight, you'll get a future U.S. Championship match against Dolph Ziggler. Okay. And I'm going to throw out earlier, John, what I said before. If you win tonight, you'll be entered into the WWE Championship match at the TLC pay-per-view. I love these social experiments. Don't you guys? Very interested. So that, that segment, it's one of the funniest things ever, just for the fact that John Laurinaitis cannot keep it together when Cena comes yeah. out wearing the wig and the glasses. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen on Raw. Oh, I love it so much. It was, oh, it was so, it was so funny. They're <laughs> killing Cena the is comedy so funny. here. Oh, Cena is hilarious. He's easily one of the funniest people ever in wrestling. I don't care what anyone says or any of the Cena 
haters. He's one of the funniest people who's ever been in a wrestling ring. Oh, man. Like, just the comedic timing, everything about it is very funny. But anyway. He was born to be a showman. Yeah, he's He was. He was. But anyway, our heroes, you know, unfortunately, now they have to fight. And and, and there's a lot of stuff on the line. Um, And so the match happens, and it's actually a pretty decent match. Uh, Cena gives Ryder a lot. He he actually gets a, a lot of offense and hits his broski boot. But eventually... Cena hits the AA and, and wins the match. Ryder is just mm-hmm. distraught after because this was his big chance to get a U.S. title <clears> match, and he's he's very mad and not happy. And Cena then just storms out of the ring, goes straight back to John Laurinaitis, and and begs him for to give you know for Ryder to get a U.S. title match. And La- right. and Laurinaitis says he'll give it to him. He'll give him another chance, but only if John Cena gives up his WWE Championship match at TLC that he just won. Oh. And uh, Cena's great. He just sits there and he's like, you know what? I'm a 10-time WWE champion, but I wouldn't have been if I'd, if someone hadn't given me a shot. So he agrees, and Ryder will get another chance. That's great. I know. It's great. Cena literally put Ryder over in this one segment more than anything else put together. Like, again, Cena's so good. Like, Cena's a good actor as well, which he's showing yeah. now as he's transitioning into Hollywood. He's a good yeah. actor. Um, he's able, he's, uh, he's, he's able to, con- to invoke emotion better than almost anyone I've ever seen, especially in wrestling. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, he says, we'll give him another chance and, and, uh, and he agrees. So, so Ryder will get another shot, but John Lorna says he doesn't know who it's going to be, uh, quite yet. And so anyway, we go back after the commercial, we come back, Ryder's still in the ring and who comes out, but Mark Henry. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. And it's a no oh, disqualification boy. match. So John Laurinaitis at it again, uh, just being being the jerk that everyone loves. Uh, power mm-hmm. to the people. That that comes later. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, that, that almost could be an episode. But anyway, uh, it, it doesn't look good for our hero at all. Well, you know, Ryder actually gets some offense in because Henry has a hurt ankle. That's what they're they're building up. So he actually gets a little bit of offense in, but he's eventually just get, starting to get pummeled. But then Cena comes out, hits Henry with the AA because it's a no DQ, and throws Ryder over Henry, and Ryder gets the win and a title shot at TLC next pay per view. So we got some, you know, Cena. Cena comes back around to help help Ryder after everything else. And then the next week's the Slammy Awards, uh, and Ryder actually wins a Slammy for uh, trending star of the year. But of course, Ziggler attacks him and steals the award. So I can't even. <laughs> of course, can't even Dolph get Ziggler's that. Ziggler's character has really not changed at all <laughs> in twelve years. I know it has. Like he's gone through some phases, but this all sounds like exactly what he's doing now. I it know is. that's not really the point of the episode, no. but I'm really struck by that. It's true, and that's one thing like that people. From... That's like the problem that people are having. They're like, "Why do you keep doing the same thing with Dolph Ziggler?" For 10 years, almost. Well, like, from the very beginning, he's like, Cleveland, the city of underdogs. But that just means you're a loser. And I'm like, bro, look at you. You're, what? <laughs> That's his whole thing. I know. It doesn't work. Well, it does work. Anyway. It, it worked well, I mean, during this thing. But it doesn't work still. That's the problem. It, well, it's, it's right. It doesn't work going. over the course of 12 years. Right. Uh, anyway, though, we're going to the moment that we've been building for We've been building to this for nearly a year. Because this is mm-hmm. December 
2011, Zack Ryder takes on Dolph Ziggler for the U.S. title at TLC. It kicks off the show. And, I mean, this has just been a strange year for Ziggler as well, as I've talked about a little bit. But Ziggler has gone from longer, you know, similar to what his hair is now, but it wasn't this long. But it was longer, bleach blonde, curls. To a, a, half of the year, he just cuts it all off, cuts his hair off real short, and dyes his hair back brown. And, and looks like Evan Bourne's big brother. That's what everyone kept huh. saying when he, when he just, like, debuted this new look. It was horrible. It was terrible. That's, like, the only thing he had going for him was the weird bleached hair that he had. So right. he immediately bleaches it again, like, the next week, and then starts right. letting it grow back out. And, right. uh... And, no, go ahead. I was just... I've seen that look. I haven't seen him when it's brown yeah it's it's like the short blonde it's very weird um he's also had three different iterations of the exact same theme song during the (laughs) same year (laughs) it was first this i am perfection song and then it was still Uh i am perfection but it changed to like more of a rocking beat and then it was eventually just changed to what he has now with that show off song like i'm here to show the world but the lyrics are the same except for the chorus (laughs) like it's literally the same song changes three times in the same year it's just weird um, it's weird anyway but here we are Ryder comes out huge pop we're ready to go crowd's hot they're up for it Ryder gets some offense in he, he does like a diving flip over the top rope onto Dolph on the floor it's pretty pretty I mean it's fine but clearly he's not a high flyer it's one of those type of things it's like oh he did yep. that okay well good for him you get credit for trying yeah he doesn't mess it up or anything. It's just it's interesting. Right, right. Like a six foot one kind of lumbering type guy who does anyway. Uh, Ziggler hits ten heart attack elbows on Ryder. They're not actually called that, but that's the one that like gave Jerry Lawler cardiac arrest at some Jeez. point during this year. Pretty he just like drops ten elbows on him. But anyway, uh, Ryder gets it's a two count. WWE cares way too much about Twitter. That's the other thing. During this match, it was just blatant. They just keep talking about trending on Twitter. Everything mm-hmm. like uh, Cole and Lawler just keep mentioning it. Um, anyway, Again, over pushing something. Can't yeah, imagine. Yeah, I know. What, what a surprise. Uh, Ziggler has the offense most of the match with Ryder just kind of barely staying alive. Very, very basic heel baby face match. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryder hits a big missile drop kick for a two count. He then hits a big broski boot and goes for the pin. But Vicky puts Dolph's foot on the ropes to break it up. Boo. Yep. And then she gets tossed again. To a big yeah, cheer. Yeah, you're out of here. Exactly. Several more near falls for both of them. Ryder hits a super hurricane run off the top turnbuckle, which was actually pretty Jeez. decent. Yeah, he's going all out. Uh, another two count. He sets up for a rough Ryder, but misses it. Ziggler goes for a zigzag, but but Ryder gets the knees up into his face and 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 counters it. Dolph staggered. Ryder hits the rough Ryder. Ziggler sells it like death. Pin one, two, three. Finally, our hero. Wins his first ever singles title, and the U.S. title has never meant more in the history of WWE. I didn't say history of ever, because it was a pretty big title in NWA back in the day. But in the history of (laughs) WWE, I would want anyone to tell me when the U.S. title has ever meant more than there. Because it is a huge deal. Ryder, of course, beside himself. The crowd's just going bonkers for it. I mean, if you talk about a best way to start off a show, 
I mean, this, yeah. this is this is just about it. And it, you know, th- this is kind of this isn't the conclusion of Zack Ryder's story by any means, but this is kind of where I kind of wanted to wrap it up because it kind of wraps right. up the year 2011, and it, and it's all down here quickly from here for Zack Ryder. Right. This was definitely the peak. It it was. Uh, you know, the the run lasted for for a little while longer. There's is an awesome house show segment like a couple weeks later where like that someone filmed from the crowd and Ryder was in the ring with Mick Foley and CM Punk, who's a WWE champion and Punk donned one of those broski wigs and they all fist pumped. And that was pretty great. Yeah. That's uh, surreal. And uh, even Punk like goes to one of the cameras and is like, I thought last week when I wore a sand hat was like the lowest point of my career. (laughs) I was wrong. It's, it's now tonight, which which is pretty funny. That's amazing. As only Punk could do. Um, but but unfortunately for Ryder, this this really would not last through 2012. It it was not nearly as good for Ryder. He pretty much fizzled out. Like WWE was kept hoping he would, and and yep. that that eventually did happen. And he went back into obscurity for for more years. Another problem was his show Zetrilong Island Story. Right around this time, was moved to the WWE official YouTube page after episode 50. And they, of course, just made it not good and just watered yeah. it down. It was that's one of the things he's come out and said. He's like he he hates the fact that he agreed to that. Yeah. Um, but but they did do like fifty more episodes on that, and then it eventually was was done from there. Um, he did though have a slight resurgence in two thousand thirteen. He had an on camera relationship with Eve, and and it, and it ended. With her like betraying him in the ring, and so he then recorded a song called Hosky. and yeah, yeah. and it, it made it to number ninety two on the pop charts, like <laughs> like on the iTunes pop charts. Like it was, it actually, it actually went, it it got pretty pretty decent, and uh, this Amazing. is this is this this is some of that. You ever meet a girl and think to yourself? Now, Zack Ryder's a huge fan of, like, boy bands, 90s pop music, Justin Bieber. Like, that's the music he listens to. Like, for real. Not even as a character. Like, he actually yeah. listens, likes that. Listen to this song. When I met you, girl, it was love at first sight. Your hair looks so good. Your dress was so tight. At first, I was oh my. Yeah. So quiet Isn't this a winner? Wasn't sure if the type was a bro from <laughs> L.I. I thought we'd be so I want to get the uh, to the chorus. Here we go. That's Hosky. And uh, yeah, number 92 on the iTunes pop charts. <laughs> A couple things about that. Well, maybe not a couple of things, but um, I love that he has that line in the song because on his shirts and stuff now, he has "I still woo woo woo," like that's become the late career resurgence. Zach Ryder, which is hey, still here, right? You know, hashtag still here. When me and uh, when me and my buddy Jake went to Brooklyn last year for SummerSlam, we saw him at this like wrestling for sale pop-up shop. Cause you know, he's got his right. wrestling figure podcast. Yeah. And you know, I'm a fan, but Jake is a huge fan. Jake and my buddy, Georgie, if y'all are listening to this shout out, 
they love Zack Ryder. That's always been their guy. Even before they got back into wrestling, they were watching <laughs> this YouTube series. And we got to meet him, and my friend was like, hey, I still woo-woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> so I love hearing that in the context of the song. <laughs> Why didn't you uh, – you should have You should have done a nice little interview, and we could have put on a podcast. I don't – yeah, I wasn't really on my mind at the time. Boo. Plus, he was shopping. Like, we didn't want to bug him, you know? We just <laughs> spotted him because he's huge. Like, it's yeah. all these normal, you know – if you're a wrestling fan, I love you for listening to this, but let's be honest, we have a bit of a stereotype. So there's a lot of like kind of schlubby looking, you know, yeah, very average physically looking wrestling fans. And then there's like, you know, six foot two and just absolutely jacked Zack Ryder because <laughs> even a jobber in WWE is still an obscenely big, like muscular individual. Yeah. So he usually. stood out like a sore thumb and I, and I wasn't going to be like, hey, can we interview you for my podcast, please? <laughs> We talk about dumb stuff, and, you know, like, you can't – it's weird. <laughs> what, what, the, the, uh, what I'm getting from this is uh, maybe a new patron saint and uh, – Ooh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Followed or blocked. Followed or blocked. Followed or blocked. <laughs> At one point, I was followed by Zack Ryder because uh, he was following everybody who uh, – I don't remember if it was either buying a shirt or downloading the Hosky song. But at some point, mm-hmm. there was he was following like everybody, and so I was mm-hmm. followed. And then he purged all his followers a few years after that. But anyway, well, I mean, look, that's fair. He shouldn't have to <laughs> experience all of this. <laughs> Very true. But anyway, uh, followed or blocked. Followed or blocked. Um, so that that was the uh, the story of the writer revolution during the year 2011, and it was just a strange year for WWE, and and, and just a, and a really big one just for me personally. Um, as as mm-hmm. a wrestling fan, just a lot a lot happened for for me during that that wrestling year, uh, WWE wise anyway. So anyway, that's uh, that's that's all I got for the story of uh, Zack Ryder's rise from obscurity to massive popularity to kind of back down to obscurity. I mean, he's had a couple moments, like he had that big moment at WrestleMania uh, 32 when he won the Intercontinental Championship in that ladder match. And that was that was a big deal. Then immediately dropped it the next night. But yeah, that's the that really... was incredible because nobody with a gun to their head would have picked Zack Ryder to win that match. No, not at all. It was great. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of knew it wasn't going to last, but it was so fun. That's rare in WWE that you can get an unexpected win like that. And it's true. That was a blast. Yeah, he wasn't even supposed and to be in the match. He was like a last minute entry. Right. Well, that's how you could tell, like that when they decided to put him in, they were like, well, let's just throw him a bone and give him this moment, you know, and I feel like why not? We can just take it off in the next day. I feel like we've talked about it where we're like, because he's like the tip, like when people, especially when you hear Cody Rhodes and other people talk about some people in WWE that are just just happy to be there and and never going to leave. Like he's who they're talking about most of the time. Because, yeah. and look, and I'm not saying like, oh, he's just there and, and doesn't care. He's not one of those guys. Clearly, he cared because he, he pulled himself out of nothing. Like, like you know, it's yeah. not like he's just sitting back. But at the same time, he's one of those guys who's never going to, like, he's not going to be the guy who, all right, I'm not getting what I need. I'm going to go try something else. Like, he's he just loves being in the WWE. Um, right. And so he's he's going to be that guy. And and I feel like did we talk about on the show how WWE just constantly gives him something every few years 
just mm-hmm. to like keep him happy or keep yeah. him there. Yeah. <laughs> just so he doesn't do this again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much WrestleMania moment. Uh he won again this year. This year they won the tag title. Right. Right. Them. Yeah. He still has them. <laughs> yeah, they Have they they been they've on re- television in no, month? No. They they haven't even been on television. They've just had the belts and have <laughs> done nothing with them since winning. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, I love Broski. It is great. He's great. So anyway, that's the story of Zack Ryder. And uh For now. Yeah, for now. We might he might do something else. That would be great. It would be great. Um, Hang on, Mark. Mark. What in the world is going on with David Arquette? Thank you, Harris. Oh my gosh. Thank yep. you so much. I totally forgot. Now I have to find this uh, so that I can play this. Mm-hmm. Crap. That's what you were going for. I wasn't for sure if you were going to edit it in, so I didn't want to bring it up. I totally forgot about it. Now, uh, hang on. Uh, Harris, okay. you can talk about something while I type this stuff in. I can talk about something. Can I tell him what it is? Or uh, Sure. Uh, well, so... I forget how this came up. Off the air last week, we were just talking about different WWE superstars and various celebrities. And uh, is it Cameo? Is that the name of the website? It is. It is. You can, you know, you can send these guys money and they'll do a customized shout out for you. And we, you know, we had some ideas, some different things we could make wrestlers say. But Mark hit on what I think is ultimately the best possible thing we could do on Cameo. Uh, short of David Arquette himself, who is not which he needs on to Cameo. be because he's a perfect level of celebrity to be on this. Also, David Arquette, you should do it because Mark will just give you like half of every paycheck just to talk to him, just to like hang out. But you know who is on there is R.J. City, big rival, big big hated enemy and tag team partner yeah. of David Arquette. Yeah, yeah, partner and. It's not even frenemy, it's just enemy, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but and anyway... Uh, yeah. ah, go ahead. I, that was it. I was <laughs> to you. But, okay, so anyway, he's there. He's on Cameo. And his, he's, he's, he's genius. One, one problem I think some people do, a lot of people, bigger celebrities or whatever, they make their cameos way too expensive. I mean, I'm talking about three, $500, like things like that. And it's just like... And of course, for most of them, you don't see a whole lot of reviews. Not a lot of people are getting these because that's just a lot of money for usually a 30-second or minute-long, you know, shout-out video. Sometimes shorter than right. that. And so the smarter people are definitely the mid, mid or lower-level celebrity guys who don't charge a lot of money. Well, RJ City mm-hmm. is genius because his are $10. <laughs> and so as soon as I saw that, I was like... Harris, we are ordering a cameo from RJ City talking about David Arquette, and it's going to be glorious. And so and it is. It's incredible. It blew me away, you guys. <laughs> so I asked him. Uh, I wanted him to tell to tell us what the best, what the like, why David Arquette is basically the best person ever. And this is what he responded with. Here's the cameo from RJ City. 
Hello, Mark and Harris from the Behind the Gorilla podcast. You know, I like to have sex in the gorilla position. That way I can tell them to take it home early. Uh, you asked me uh, to tell you all the reasons why your podcast patron saint, a young man named David Arquette, who I recently became familiar with, a quick Google search, is the best wrestler, actor, <laughs> painter, entertainer of all time, and why I love him. Okay, why he's the best wrestler? Because uh, and he's struggling he tries this. hard. Uh, he has an unbridled <laughs> enthusiasm that is not deterred. By his tremendous, tremendous uh, lack of talent, <laughs> uh, certainly that leads him into uh, some harrowing situations and is horrible for uh, his body and I assume his mind and emotions, and of course, is a detriment to his family and friends and entire <laughs> career, but nevertheless, he perseveres. Um, why he's the best actor? Oh, uh, okay, because he was in Marlon Brando's last film. Look it up. And he was such a good actor that Brando was like, you know what? It's not going to get any better than this. Let me go to the great beyond because obviously this Arquette fellow is, is a lot better than I can be. Uh, why he's the best painter? Because he painted me uh, this. There's, there's Marilyn. There's, there's uh, Groucho. Like old style Fields Hollywood here. Painting. Is that Charlie Chaplin? That's a weird mustache if it is. Uh, Milton Berle. And of course, Laurel and Hardy. Uh, it's based on the old comedy store bathroom wallpaper, and he even wrote on the back here a little thing, best wishes, best wishes for what? I don't know, hopefully hopefully a, a better career uh, for me. <laughs> Why he's the best entertainer? Genetically, I think his genes uh, have, have good entertainment in them. His siblings are fantastic. His father was fantastic. His grandfather was fantastic. His great-grandparents were in vaudeville. Um... Uh, fun fact, his father was the voice of Superfly Jimmy Snuka in Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon. Which he did mention and on our podcast. his grandfather, Charlie Weaver, wonderful comedian. He was a square on Hollywood Squares back in the day. And one of the contestants on the show was Nick fucking Bockwinkle, the former <laughs> AWA champion. So his lineage to wrestling goes back many, many, many decades. And why I love him. Ah. Um, you know what? Let me put it like this. I don't love him for who he is. I love him for who he should be. And I think that's a lesson that we can all hold deeply in our hearts. <laughs> that was $10. That's incredible. I know. It's like a two and a half minute long. Uh, just talking about David Arquette is wonderful. Uh, thank no, you. I feel like we are kind of no-selling your abilities as an interviewer because you ask him a question with like three or four <laughs> juicy points that he really dug into. Look. Like the entertainment thing, you could tell he really like a light bulb came on and he was like, actually, I have a lot to say about that. Well, I, I okay. This, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with these is you want to try and get as much out of each one because look, I've seen, I, I've watched a lot of, because you can watch the cameos that people do like, like, you know, they're, they're on their page. You can see how they are in cameos. And that's a big deal because again, you see a lot of people and they're just there and the cameos are horrible. They're like yeah. 20 seconds long. It's like happy birthday. And like, that's it. So the whole goal, I've done these twice. Now I did one for my mom for her birthday, um, a month ago with Sean Astin, uh, because she's a huge Lord, Lord of the Rings fan. And so I did it with him. And it was the same type of thing. He's great. Certain people have better personalities for this type of thing than others. And yeah. Sean Astin was perfect. But again, 
I was like, I don't want to just say she's a fan, happy birthday, because that might end up being what it turns into. So I always try and put something in there for them to talk about to actually put some sort of substance in there. So I, I ended up mentioning her wanting to go to New Zealand and what should she do if she goes. So then he like mm-hmm. talked like three minutes um, in, in her like birthday cameo, and it was great. Same yeah. thing with this one. I was like, all right, I want to talk about David Arquette, but I wanted to throw in some things there so it wasn't just like, what do you think of David Arquette? So I, I literally put in just everything. I was just like, I want to know why he's the best wrestler, entertainer, painter, uh, every, and everything in there, uh, yeah. and, and why and why he loves him again, knowing how big of much of a fan RJ City is of David Arquette and David Arquette is of RJ City. Um, uh, but yeah, it was wonderful. It was great. Thank you, RJ, for for that. And uh, anyway, yeah, I almost I totally forgot about that, and then we would have had to shoehorn that back into the podcast. So instead, we shoehorned it in during the podcast. Um, instead of editing wise, but anyway, now I think we are actually done with the show. So follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. We follow back all wrestling fans. So definitely make sure and do that. Uh, all the, up, all the updates on everything we do, all the links to all the shows. I will also be posting this on Twitter. Um, as well, actually I probably, now I'll wait. I'll post it when on Monday when this comes out. So I'll post this on Twitter. So if you're listening to this, go check out the Twitter page and you can uh, watch at least most of the video. I think the video is like two and a half minutes. and I can only put two minutes and 20 seconds on Twitter, but it's most of it anyway. Also, it'll be on our Instagram page. I don't even remember what our Instagram handle is. Let me look it up real quick. I think it's just behind it not- Gorilla. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, no, it is. It's behind underscore gorilla. Okay, I'm smart enough. I actually did the same thing. So, uh, yeah, go follow our Instagram page, too. I don't post there a ton, to be perfectly honest. But uh, I'll, I'll post it's David. It's mostly just pictures of David Arquette. Yeah, it's it's links to the episode. Uh, it's pictures of David Arquette. Um, and also occasionally pictures of, like, Tanera Conti, our other patron saint. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. But anyway, um... So yeah, go follow go follow us on Instagram behind underscore gorilla. You can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. Yep, so you can do that as well. And uh, yeah, go listen to all our other podcasts. Go listen to our interview with David Arquette when we actually pff, somehow got him to call into the show for like an hour. Yeah. So uh, go check that out. All the other podcasts are all up on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere. So uh, go check those out and uh, make sure and tune back in next week for another episode of Behind the Gorilla. Harris will have a topic, and I'm sure it'll be wonderful. It will. Well, that's, you know, relative, isn't it? Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But anyway, that does it again for Behind the Gorilla. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. Have a great week.